And welcome, everybody, to episode number 11 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me at Twitter, at P Fedoff. Again, that's at P as in Paul, T as in Tom, H-I-T as in Tom again, O-F-F, Frank Frank. For all Notre Dame athletic updates, please go to my Twitter account. And this episode is presented by BetUS.com. Bet with a three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for a 125% bonus using promo code DSP125. Again, that's promo code DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. Embed sports, casinos, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid, BetUS.com. So before I get to my main subject... For this podcast, we had some Notre Dame men's basketball recruiting news. Uh, we signed three-star uh, point guard out of Penn High School. That's a pretty big high school, especially for football, right outside South Bend in Mishawaka. And Marcus Burton is his name, 5'10", point guard. He had offers from Drake, Ball State, Appalachian State, Miami of Ohio, Western Michigan, UIC, Missouri State, Southern Indiana, and SIU Edwardsville, you you think, well, that's not that great of offers. But then he was also getting looks recently from Michigan State and Ohio State, you know, pretty decent, especially Michigan State basketball schools. And he averaged 27 points per game last year. And again, it's just more local talent that has come to Notre Dame. Demetrius Jackson was out of Mishawaka Marion, Blake Wesley, you know, one and done last year. He was out of South Bend Riley. And then current player JR, and I think I'm pronouncing this right, Kaznesny. Hope we'll receive a lot of playing time this year. He sat the bench a lot last year. Typical Mike Bray likes to sit his freshman, unless you're Blake Wesley, that is. But again, he's a three-star, 5'10 point guard, averaged 27 points per game. I think this is a pretty good signing for uh, Notre Dame. Again, I like that mixture of five-star athletes and then the three and fours as well. This kid's going to be there four, if not five years, if he gets redshirted next year. But the kid can score. And from everything I'm looking at at this article, great kid, uh, great worker. So a nice uh, signing for Notre Dame. And also, and again, you know, I don't think we'll get this kid, Xavier Booker. He's a big-time five-star recruit for 2023. He's in Notre Dame's top 10 for his you know, final decision. We made the top 10. But I highly doubt uh, we get him. He's out of Indianapolis, and it looks like he's either going to go to Michigan State or Gonzaga, just other schools that are in this top 10. You know, we got Notre Dame, Gonzaga, Michigan State, Purdue, Indiana, Auburn, Oregon, and Cincinnati. Not to be negative, I'd love to get him, but I don't think we're going to get him. But we made the top 10. So I think our recruiting you know, after 20 years with Mike Bray, it's it's gradually getting better with, you know, we're finally starting to get to the five stars. You know, Blake Wesley, he wasn't even a five-star last year, but he was one and done. And then, obviously, J.J. Starling this year, McDonald's All-American, will be playing uh, point guard pretty much for Notre Dame. So, quick basketball news there. So, here, I just want to do a podcast, not in-depth analysis, but just my gut reaction, what I think – you know, I've said it's. I think we're going to be nine and three this year, and then a bowl win. But just to go through the schedule, just my knee-jerk reactions as we go through here. So, just checking my notes here. So, obviously, we open up with Ohio State. 
I would love to win that game. And I always preach confidence, you know, think the best. This game, though, I think it's a loss. Whether it's close game or not a close game, I don't – when I say not a close game, I, I'm thinking right now this could be about a 17-point loss right now just because that Ohio State offense is just so good. But, again, I don't want to get too much in-depth here. Again, just knee-jerk reaction. So starting off 0-1. The next week we play Marshall. That's a win. California, that's a win. So starting out two and one. Th this game here, the next game, North Carolina, it's at North Carolina. So again, I don't think I said, so Ohio State was on the road and the next two are at home, Marshall and California. We're going to win those games. So two and one, but then we go to UNC. In 2020, when Sam Howe was really racking up the stats, we ended up beating them 31 to 17 over Thanksgiving weekend. And then last year we won as well. It was kind of a back and forth game at home, but it was never really in doubt. I'm starting to think UNC may finally beat us. And again, I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but I'm going to say a loss for there too. So we're going to be two and two. Then we go out for the Shamrock series game. If you checked out my podcast, it was just my last podcast. I went kind of into that game, but more about the whole Shamrock series. It's going to be another tough game. BYU, but I think coming off a loss to UNC, this team's going to be pretty well focused. And we don't typically lose it. We never lost a Shamrock series game. We beat BYU, but that's going to be a tough game. Three and two. We come back home on October 15th at Stanford, or home against Stanford. We're going to win that game too. So three and two. We're four and two. The game I'm going to, UNLV, that's another home game. We win that game, 5-2. and two. We go at Syracuse on October the 29th. That's a win. So we are at, again, I'm just trying to make sure I'm doing the 2-2, two 3-2, and 4-2, two, and two, four and two, five. We're at 6-2 and two after our win at Syracuse. Then we come home to Clemson. Big game. We beat them in 2020, granted without Trevor Lawrence. And then they're going to have – I'm going to say this is a win too. Clemson does not scare me. I think they'll be better this year, but their quarterback that DJ Uyunglele, I'm just going to call him DJ. I think I pronounced his last name right though. Just recently there. I, I think we win that game because their quarterback doesn't scare me. They'll have a great defense, but I think our offense may be clicking by that time, you know, midway through the year. So I'm going to say we beat Clemson. So we're at seven and two, November the 12th. Uh, during Veterans Day weekend, which is actually November the 11th, but it will be a Veterans Day weekend. I think that's why they scheduled this game at that time. We play Navy. We win that game pretty easy. Navy's not what they were. It's always a tricky game, but I think we win that pretty easy. So we go in at 8-2. and two. This was the game between UNC and the next game here, Boston College. It's at Notre Dame. So I was debating whether we lose to Boston College because – uh, former Notre Dame quarterback Phil Dracovic will be playing in that game. And he played us as well in 2020. And we did fairly decent against him. I kept thinking, you know, revenge game, you know, Boston College, maybe this is their year to turn it around. So I went back and forth between Boston College and UNC. Which game do we lose? As I mentioned earlier, I said UNC is going to beat us, but not Boston College. And also, too, because my next prediction, which is the following week against US, USC, I don't think we lose back-to-back -back games. So I, I kind of gave it away there. I think 
we go out to Southern California. And even though USC is not the greatest team right now, I think by that time they're going to be pretty well humming pretty good with that, with their new coach, uh, Lane Kiffin, or not Lane Kiffin. It's uh, Lincoln Riley. Lane Kiffin used to coach there. So even though we should be better at that time as well, I'm just thinking it's at Los, it's at the Coliseum. And also I'm just thinking, even though this coach really isn't going to be preaching revenge, maybe he will. But again, I just think it may be their, it may be their day finally. Cause I think the last time they beat us was in 2016. That was a horrible Notre Dame team. We beat them in 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, we didn't play them that year because of COVID. And then we won last year too. But I think they're due to beat us. I hope I'm dead wrong. And again, I think end of the year, I think they're just going to be clicking. And not to say we're not going to be clicking, but I just think it's going to benefit USC more to be, again, focused, clicking at the end and kind of a revenge factor. And I just think too, the reason I didn't pick Boston College to beat us as well, we, we, I don't think the last time it was probably 2016. Again, that really bad four and eight team. The last time we lost two games in a row. And I know you can't go from season to season thinking, well, just because this happened in, you know, 2016 season, it's not going to happen in 2022. But typically, Notre Dame has not lost two games in a row in the past, you know, six years. So again, this is just quick fire predictions. As the season goes on, I may change my mind from here to there because, I mean, the reason I'm picking us to lose when I say substantially, you know, 20, you know, 17 to 20 points to Ohio State, we have a brand new quarterback this year, more or less a, I'd call him a redshirt freshman court. He did have see some time last year, but it was mostly in running situations, Tyler Buckner. I said, there's just so much unknown right now at the quarterback position. And that's, that's your bread and butter position, whether it's pro or college. Yeah. You can have a ton of talent around them, but if they had to make a play to win the game, and I think, you know, with Ohio state, he's going to have to make a lot of big plays. I just don't see that right now. There's too much of the unknown, but let, if he comes out 400 yards passing five touchdowns, I'm going to adjust this schedule a little bit because Again, there's just so much unknown on that quarterback position. So anyway, just kind of going over my notes now. So, yep, yep. And again, I'm going to have a more in-depth analysis where I go about maybe 15 to 20 minutes as we get closer to the season. And again, maybe I'm not saying 9 and 3. Maybe I'm saying 10 and 2, 11 and 1. Or maybe in reverse, maybe I'm saying 8 and 4. But just off, just quick rapid-fire predictions off the schedule – you know, kind of, like I said, with the unknown at the quarterback, I mean, Notre Dame's got a lot back this year. Defensively, they're going to be strong. The offensive line's going to be much better. Wide receiver, they're going to be much better in everything. I just don't know about the quarterback. And again, that's why I'm predicting to start out, what would that be, two and two? Yeah, two and two. Because we got to go at UNC. Again, just at the end of the year with USC, I just have a weird feeling about that game. But again, that may change as we get closer to the end of the year. And I just see more, you know, with the quarterback. It may, like I said, maybe the quarterback will be really good, but the defense takes a step back. Again, I just don't know that. But again, your unknowns with quarterbacks to me are the most, most telling. 
because if you don't have a great quarterback, again, you can't win a national championship, in my opinion. Last year was a anomaly with Stetson Bennett at Georgia. Had a really great defense, and Alabama lost three of their top receivers. So, and it's tough to beat a, a team twice in one season. So that was just an anomaly right there. Same thing with the pros. I think you always have to have a, I don't want to say a Hall of Fame quarterback, but at the time that they're playing a great quarterback. The Trent Dilfers of the Baltimore Ravens of 2000 and then the Brad Johnsons of 2002, again, that's an anomaly. Those teams had great defenses around him. He didn't have to win games, both Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson. Again, not to sidetrack too much, but again, I just don't think we're – at this point, from what I know, just so good defensively and so good on the offensive line and such an improvement as a wide re, wide receiver core where we can make up for Tyler Buckner's inexperience. But again, he may shock me. He may shock me, and heck, he could be a Heisman Trophy candidate. I don't think so this year, but we'll see. But again, I've stressed this from since I've been doing this podcast. The questions at quarterback right now is why I'm predicting 9-3, and three, with this quick, you know, rapid fire. But again, I think we get into a, whether it's like the Citrus Bowl or if it's called the Capital One Bowl now, one of those bowls on New Year's Day, that's not a New Year's Six, where we win it and finish 10 and three, and then have that experience to really head into a uh, really competitive uh, 2023 season. So again, those are my predictions. Again, I'm staying at nine and three. But again, not to just keep preaching this and preaching this. It's just the it's just the unknown for our quarterback right now. And that's why I'm a little bit, I don't want to say negative, but a little bit apprehensive to say 10 and 2 or 11 and 1 or 12 and 0, 9 and 3 right now. So anyway, again, thanks for listening uh, for episode number 11 here. And again, uh, my name's Rob Fedoff, and thank you so much. And as always, go Irish.